Hey teachers, welcome to the teacher's room. Well today's workshop, as you all know, is on uh, low or no prep activities that you can do in class. How we're going to do the workshop, or at least how I'm going to do workshops whenever I get the chance to do them, this is not going to be so much you guys come here, listen to me tell you some ideas and then take them away. This is more of a, we're all going to share our best ideas so that by the end of it, we have a group of eight or nine people who each shared an idea or two, so we all leave with 15, 16 really good ideas. Okay? So, to start off, I'm going to introduce some different games. We'll play some of these games, and I want you guys to kind of critique the game. Not, not critique the teacher, because I don't want you all shouting at me, but critique the game and tell me what you think are the good things and bad things about that, and what works and what doesn't. Okay? So some of these games, you may... Um, you probably do know them, as we were just saying in the, in the teacher's room then. You may know them by a different name, or you may have a different way of doing them. So if I say to you, uh, have you played Pictionary before, or Charades? And I say, oh yeah, of course I know Pictionary, I know Charades. And then it's so easy to just go, oh okay, never mind, we'll go on to the next one. But then when I go in and watch a teacher do Charades with their class, I go, oh, okay. They do it so different to the way I've been doing it, and it's so much more fun. I'm going to be stealing their way of doing it. So even though you may have an idea that you think everybody knows, it's worth explaining how you do it. I'll start with one called Dragon's Tale. Has anybody heard the name of this game? No. Dragon's Tale? No? You may know it when we get going. <laughs> now for this game, you pick a category, any category you've been doing with your class, and this is used as kind of a review. And so the category we'll do today is food. All right? So for this, I write down, you guys don't need to write down the foods, but I'll write down one type of food, so potato. Then the next person uses the last letter and writes down another food. So they'll write down orange. Then the next person uses this letter and write down egg. And you keep going along the line. Alright, so we'll see if we can get around the circle before somebody stops. So your first letter, G. Can you think of a food with the letter G? To write it and say it out loud. Please. Yeah. Write it down and tell us what it is. Granola. Granola? Okay. I'm a bit worried that's the first thing I've got. <laughs> Healthy. That's good. I wrote down apple. Apple. Okay. Eggplant. Right. Otherwise known as aubergine. Yeah, in England. What is it? Aubergine. Uh, I'm gonna write down taco. Taco. Okay. And you can't repeat the words as well. So if I wrote orange, you can't write Oreo. That's <laughs> <laughs> cruel. Enchilada. <laughs> Enchilada. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Sean. <laughs> nice. All right. Very, very good. So, a very simple, easy yeah. game. Yeah. Just gets people to review the food. And even one on one, you can do that. So, I had it with, um, with an upper intermediate student. And with students like that, you can have a normal conversation as if you're talking to an English speaking person. 
But when you say to them, name 10 foods, they're like, uh, no, because this is not the vocabulary that they use each week. And so I think we got to, we hit a wall because we were on tea and we'd use tomato. And he said turtle, but I didn't allow that. <laughs> so I was like, okay, what do you eat if you're vegetarian and you wouldn't eat meat? He's like, ah, oh, tofu. And I drew myself into a corner because I couldn't figure out anything to do. And I was like, okay, we'll finish that for today. Yeah, but then you can mix it up and go from food, you get down to the bottom and kit, let's start again and do animals. Or let's do things in this room. Or well, let's do countries, or well, let's do mm-hmm. whatever. Use a different, uh, different vocabulary we use. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I like it. You like that game? Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. Well, you, like you say, like it uses a vocabulary that you don't use very often, yeah. but it'll mm-hmm. come in handy mm-hmm. at some point. Yeah. yeah. For body parts or anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stuff that doesn't come up in normal conversation, and it shows them as well how much vocabulary they do actually know. Yeah. Yeah. I've done something similar to that where it's like tennis vocabulary mm. where you do it as a tennis game. Mm. So you say to the students, okay, the vocabulary is animals mm-hmm. and they play against each other. Yeah. And they start with, you know, dog, cat, horse, elephant, fish. Uh, if you can't think of one in time, 15 love. <laughs> there you go. Like a game of tennis. Oh, and then it keeps going on like that. Yeah. Let's try. Ah, this is one that... Um, it's quite new for me as well, actually. I've only tried this a couple of times. But it's fortunately and unfortunately. Mm. And you s- tell a story as a class. So we'll try this one in our group here. So the story is, yesterday my car was stolen. And then you have to start the next sentence with either fortunately or unfortunately. So for example, yesterday my car was stolen. Fortunately, I was insured. Unfortunately, the insurance company went back. <laughs> Fortunately, my dad bought me a new car. Unfortunately, we continue the story. Oh, uh, my dad bought me a new car. Unfortunately, uh, it, it's a terrible car. It's a terrible <laughs> car. Okay. Then Sydney. Fortunately. Fortunately, I can get a new one. Okay. Fortunately, <laughs> get a new one. All right. Unfortunately. I can't drive it until I'm 18. (laughs) Fortunately, my birthday is tomorrow. (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately, none of my friends can make it. Fortunately, I get to eat all the cake myself. (laughs) Good. Unfortunately, I'll go into a sugar coma. <laughs> Fortunately, I'll die happy. <laughs> yeah, so I like that one because it kind of, it leaves it so open to any sentence structure you want to use and any vocabulary that you want to use, and it can be very creative. And as the teacher, you can just sit and listen to the group going around and whenever they do make an error, or there's some common mistake that keeps coming up, you just note that down. So the next class, you're like, okay. So I notice that everybody is pronouncing ed endings wrong. Next class, we'll work on that. So it's a moment where the teacher can step back and just let the class go, so they can understand that concept pretty quickly. Um, I'm going to try one more, and then I want some of you guys to think of some quick activities that you don't really need to prepare for. All right. 
The next one I want to try is called, again, the name may be wrong, is called uh, a letter string dictation. So I am going to read out a list of letters, and those letters make a question. I want you all to write down the letters as, they say, as I say them. And when you know what the question is, you shout out the question. So for example, if I gave you the letters W-H-A-T-I-S-Y-O-U-R-N-A-M-E, that would be, what is your name? What is your name? <laughs> yeah, so you shout that out. No, okay. <laughs> All right, so the question, or the letters. H-O-W-O-L-D-A-R-E. How are you? So once you know the question, you shout it out, and then you have the opportunity to ask some other people in the group, or to answer it yourself, or to ask the teacher, or whichever extension you want to do on that. Or then the person who got it right, they can uh, read the letters out of their question. Okay? So that one I like because, especially for vowel sounds, they're so different in Spanish and in English that at all levels, the students can make mistakes with vowels. So if you try and spell something for them and it has lots of vowels in, even an advanced student will take a few minutes to go, A? Is that this? A for elephant? No, A for... Oh, okay, okay, now they go. So that helps to review that and also gets them talking and using the questions. What did you call that one again? <laughs> Letter string dictation. Letter string dictation, yes. <laughs> of course. Letter string dictation. What else would you call it? <laughs> yeah. Does anybody have any other games or other activities that they often use that needs little or no pro? Are you raising your hand? Yeah, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, um, another teacher actually. Um, showed me this game but it's with question tags mm -hmm. so it's kind of like unfortunately unfortunately but like so you ask questions so like we can play a game asking questions can't we and then they respond like yeah we can so like going back and forth like that um it's a very simple one it's just you know use a letter and just say name animals beginning with this letter or, okay mm -hmm. i think if you know i've had some kids who really like geography so it's country beginning with Z or name a capital city beginning with uh -huh. V or whatever. So Would you and it's quite easy to make it more easy and more difficult. Yeah, definitely. The one I posted on the Facebook group, um, I, I came up with it while I was working in China because uh, it's really, really difficult to get the kids over there to speak uh -huh. at all. Um, so we were doing directions. And so, so basically we were just learning the very basics like left, right, straight on, backwards. Mm -hmm. And so I said, okay, I'm a robot. You have to tell me how to get to the other end of the room amongst all the desks and everything. Right. So they have to understand the directions and then they have to say them. And then you do it with um, the other students as well. So once it, my turn was over, okay, you, you're the robot now. And you have to tell her where to go. Mm -hmm. Tell her to go to the corner of the room. So was it like move two steps forward, then one step to the left, or was it just forward? Forward, forward, at, left, at, stop, at, no, no. <laughs> at, at first it was the second, and then uh, for my intermediate classes, like once they, because at first my intermediate classes couldn't remember their left from their right, and they're like, oh, review like, mm. <laughs> time. <laughs> and then uh, once they got that, then I would have uh, the one student shut their eyes, and then it became, uh, yeah. okay, two steps forward, stop. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, work a blindfold into it. No, I, I didn't do that. Put obstacles in the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I see your teaching stuff. Okay. All right. 
I uh, did something kind of similar yesterday. It was like an Easter egg hunt type thing oh, where cool. they just had to like hide the vocab words for the day and then kind of direct me like closer, like to the left, you know. Yeah. Uh, but they already knew like left and right, so okay. it's a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's good for prepositions as well. Say yeah. under the table, yes. next to yes. the bin, wherever. Yes. I did something similar, but different. <laughs> um, I It's low prep, like, ahead of time, but while you're there, you have to have, like, the materials to do this. But I kind of set up, like, a little obstacle course, mm. and I did, like, I was doing prepositions of movement. So it's like, walk towards, through, and then mm. over, and so, yeah. 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 Then the students had to do complete the obstacle course. Uh, yeah. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. Go over the table. But like what <laughs> I was saying, yeah. like yeah. Mm -hmm. And then she had to make me do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I sometimes find that you you have to do it yourself to get the students to buy into it, which I'm yeah. fine with. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm you kind of have to be fine with that. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. so, you're gonna make me do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you can't look stupid in front of a six-year-old, then <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I had an icebreaker yeah. that mm -hmm. I used with um, a lot of my students from elementary to intermediate, and you just write your name on the board. Um, you write maybe five or six words or numbers about yourself, mm -hmm. and then they have to ask yes or no questions to guess how that word or number relates to you. Mm -hmm. cool. yeah. so, and you can make it as hard or as easy as you want. Yeah. Yeah. And what words did you use for you? Uh, I used um, technology. I use the number 30, um, red, what else do I use, tennis, um, and so the students would ask questions like, is your favorite sport tennis? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay, how about charades? Who's played charades before? Yeah? Okay. Love charades. Yeah? Oh, yeah. And how have you set up charades? Um, it depends, like, what we're working on, but, so, I did it the first day, like, as an icebreaker, so they would write, like, five activities they like to do, mm -hmm. and then, um, they would have to act, like, we would put it all in a hat, because I would do the same thing, yeah, and then, so that was a nice way to get to learn about them, like, outside of school, mm -hmm. and then, um, yeah, I always have, like, write flashcards or whatever, and they'll pick it out, mm -hmm. or something, yeah. That's a good getting to know you game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that dictionary for hobbies. Yeah. Because I've done it lots of times with just straight verbs yeah. or even oh, simple sure. sentences, mm -hmm. but for a hobby, that's good. Yeah. yeah. How about Hangman? Who's played Hangman in class? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I came up with a variation on it um, where the, you don't actually have that, the hanging thing, you just have like the blanks on the board. Okay. And you fill in one letter at a time. Mm -hmm. And whoever guesses first, like you can do it in teams or you can do it like as individual students, depending on how big the class is. So you f you fill in one letter at a time, and whoever like puts up their hand and like says the word first, they get the points. And the points are based on how many letters are left, uh, or how many blanks are left, I should say. Mm -hmm. ah. So so the sooner they guess the word, right. more points they get. Is there any penalty for guessing the wrong word? Uh, it soon? it varied with my intermediate students. I I would dock a point. Yeah. With, with the elementary students, I didn't. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Can they guess as many times as they want? What, when, when they put up their hand? Mm -hmm. No. Uh, if, they, if they guess wrong, mm -hmm. then it goes on to someone else. Like, I, I, ah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Has anybody played Hot Seat before? 
No. Probably. Yeah. Maybe I know a different name. <laughs> the way I've set up hot seat before is usually with a, a whiteboard, but you can just do it with a piece of paper and a pen. You brainstorm a certain category. Could be jobs, could be countries, could be whatever. And you put them all on the board. And then you move a chair in front of the board so that the student has their back to it. One student has to come and sit in this chair. You then circle one of the jobs, and the partner or the rest of the class at a lower level has to describe that job. Or sometimes when they get really animated, they start acting out. <laughs> and the person in the chair has X amount of seconds to guess which job you circle. So for this one, they have already seen what the jobs are. So they know there's only 15 or 20 different options that it could be. But it's still still difficult for some of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when you circle like a mechanic and somebody tries to act that out, mm. it doesn't always go so well. <laughs> but they can use the vocabulary. They can describe each one of them. And as you're writing the jobs on the board, you're explaining what they are. So for the people that didn't know where a mechanic was or didn't know where a nurse was, you can say, ah, good mechanic, this person fixes a car. So that when it comes to them having to explain it, they have that vocabulary already there. So has anybody played a game similar to that where the student sits with their back to the board and they have to describe words? I, I, actually, called. Yeah. I just did that yesterday. I didn't realize that was what it was called. Yes. <laughs> that will be a theme. Yeah. I always called it back to the board. Back to the boards. Yeah. Ah, okay. Okay. Does anybody have any other activities that they often do in class? This is something I did. Uh, again, my Chinese students have real trouble with like certain sounds. Like mm -hmm. probably the same here. Um, so sh if if you find that um, there's a few different vowel sounds, I found it especially with vowels that, that students are having trouble with. So you get some, um, get the whiteboard, chalkboard, whatever you have, and you write two words that they've been having problems with, shirt and short, mm. that was a bad one, <laughs> and you say one of the words and they have to hit it, so yeah. it's, it's called slap the board. Yeah. yeah, so, shirt! Mm -hmm. <laughs> shirt! Mm, yeah. Is it always you saying the word and then them slapping the word, or...? Uh, that's the way I've done it, yeah. You could have uh, another student do it to see if they can say it, mm. see if they can distinguish what it's supposed to be, mm -hmm. yeah. I like that with numbers as well, like 18 and 80. Oh god, yes. Mm. 50, 15, yeah. 13, 30. I mean, like, yeah. we have trouble with those. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did something similar with a younger student with he and she. Oh, yes. That one, you could do that as well just in a normal class with a piece of paper. Yes. So if you just wrote shirts and shorts on the paper yeah. and put that on the table in front of them yeah. and then said, shirt, and the first person to hit that side. Mm. Or a separate pieces of paper so you can move them yeah. around. Yes. Yeah. Or even in the room. So you put shirts stuck on that wall, shorts stuck on that wall, students stand here, you yeah. say the word, they have to run yeah. and hit the wall. So for kids, it's very, it's a lot of moving around. Yes. It keeps them active. Yes. Yeah. Let's try a game together for the next one. So we have Capital City, Body Parts, In This Room, and Animal. Now, there are a few different variations for this game. The one we're going to try first is called Stop the Bus. So for this, I will say a letter of the alphabet. As soon as you have a capital city, a body part, something in this room, and an animal with that letter of the alphabet, you shout, stop the bus. And then you need to tell the group those four words. These categories at the top can, again, be anything you want. So there are times when, for the categories, I've had two-syllable word, three-syllable word, four-syllable word, five or more oh. syllable word. It's going to make it difficult. And then they, they're not trying to 
remember specific vocabulary, they're just trying to remember any English word they can think of beginning with that letter. Mm. And these, again, can be, you know, food, countries instead of capital cities to make it a little easier. Yeah, anything you want. Really. So that is the stop the bus form of it. Another way I've played it is categories, where instead of the first person to shout it out, you set a time limit of two minutes. And then at the end, everybody tells you all the things they have. If your word is different to everybody else's and correct, you get 10 points. If your word is the same as another person's, you only get five. And if you don't have a word or you're wrong, then you get zero. Mm. So for that one, they can usually think of an animal beginning with P, or penguin. But then they've got to think, ah, everybody else is going to have penguin. Yeah. What else could it be? Mm. They might have 20 seconds left at the end, and instead of going for the simple thing that they all know, they might go for panther. Mm. Has anybody used either of those games in their classes before? Yeah. yeah. I've okay. only done it with like one category at a time though. Okay. Yeah, and then we get 30 seconds though, and we think of as many things as we can, and you just write okay. it down. It's like, and then you cross out which ones you share, and then mm -hmm. whoever wins gets a high five. <laughs> 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 All right. So everybody writes down as many things as they can, starting with that letter. No, like, like I did colors once, and then I did body uh, parts okay. once, and then, so like, as many colors as you can think of, mm -hmm. yes. yeah. Yeah, well that moves on to another game I was going to do as well, where the teacher beforehand writes down their top ten countries, or their top ten foods, or their top ten colors, so you have the list already prepared. Mm -hmm. Then you go into the class and say, I want all you guys to write down as many colors as you can in one minute. And for every color that is different to what the teacher has written down, they get points for those. Or if they have just written down the same ten colors that the teacher has, then they don't get any points for them. And you go into countries, and they have to think kind of outside the box, because all the big ones you've already written down, and they don't get points for those. I feel like maybe Boggle could be useful. Mm. How would you play Boggle in class? They would have a sheet of letters and they would have to try to make like a food, or that you could just do however many oh, words yeah. you can make mm. type of thing. With the in, letters that are available. In two minutes, yeah. Mm. I guess you would need like the vocab already decided, and then you would have to make sure that they could make the words with the vocab. Mm -hmm. Or you could, if it was like an advanced student, you could just say, how many words can you make? You could bring either like letter tiles, mm -hmm. or you could just print out letters, yeah. cut them up, and then kind of Mm -hmm. Throw a bunch down on the table and see how many words they can come up with mm -hmm. with those. Mm -hmm. I wonder, I bet you could just Google like boggle sheets yeah. or something. The pre-made boggle sheet, you can only use that square mm -hmm. of letters one time uh, with yeah. that student, yeah, right? Sure, yeah. But if you bring in a bunch of random letters cut up, mm -hmm. you could kind of toss some down and then say, okay, come up yeah. with, with words there take them all back and throw down some new ones, that could be like a, a game that you define when it ends. Right. Yeah. There is an app, it's kind of like a random number generator, but for just letters. Mm -hmm. So every time you press on it, a new letter comes up. So they could press on that six or nine times and get nine letters, and then those are the letters that they use in their game to make as many words as they can. Yeah, that's cool. yeah. Or even we have some Scrabble tiles in there, don't mm -hmm. we? So if you just took a bag with those and they had to pick out six or nine letters and then use those. Yeah. Or even just write them down on a piece of paper and put yeah. them in a bag. Right. Yeah. Okay, one more for memory is one that I imagine you've all played at some point, which is 
I went to the shop and bought an apple. And the next person would say, I went to the shop and bought an apple and an orange. And the next person would say, I went to the shop and bought an apple and an orange and some chicken. And the next person, and you keep going around the class. Any more suggestions? I played a filler game once mm -hmm. that uh, had a pretty good reaction from some upper intermediate students. You take the number of people sitting around the table, and everyone takes a, a piece of paper and cuts it into that many cards. So suppose there's six people sitting around a table, you mm -hmm. cut your paper into six, mm -hmm. and then you write down a, a short descriptive phrase on the top piece of paper, and then everybody passes their pile of paper to the left. Mm -hmm. And then the person who gets that reads the phrase, puts it on the bottom, takes the next card, and writes a, or a, mm -hmm. draws a picture of what's happening. And then everyone passes their stack to the left again, yeah. and that person looks at that picture, writes on the next card, well, a short descriptive phrase of what's happening, oh, yeah. and you just go all the way That's around the circle. So it's kind of like Pictionary telephone. Yeah. yeah. And then after it goes all the way back around, then uh, everybody puts their stack in the middle with the final thing, whatever it is, a photo or a description, and then everyone tries to guess what the original Ah, thing sure. was, what, what the original phrase was. That's phrase was. Fun. Yeah, I like that. I have an activity suggestion. It's not a game. Maybe you could make it into one, but this is sort of a vocabulary review activity, but I've used it also with a more advanced student learning phrasal verbs, and this activity came from an idea, really a student said, I've learned all these phrasal verbs, but because I don't use them regularly, I've, I've already forgotten all of them. Mm. So, I would start to create a little collection out of small cards. I'd bring small cards to class, and then every time he learned a new phrasal verb in class with me, we'd write it down on the card and add it to the little stack that we had. And then every class after that, I'd start the class by saying, with the cards face down, choose eight of these cards, and by the end of this class, you have to have used all of those eight phrasal mm -hmm. verbs in the class at some point. Mm -hmm. And they're just sort of sitting there in front of him the whole entire class. I guess you could make that into a game or some kind of competition mm -hmm. if you have a group class by getting students to choose fewer cards, but every time they use one of their phrasal verbs, they get 10 points or something. Yeah. Or who could use all of their cards first? Yeah, yeah, sure. Where it has to be in natural conversation. Exactly. Yeah. They That's can't the say, like, difficult well, funny you should say that because the other day, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a minute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So you could do that, not just with phrasal verbs, but with any vocabulary that mm -hmm. your students are learning in class. Anytime yeah. you teach a new vocabulary word, yeah. get someone to write it on the card, and then you make a little stack. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that with more advanced adjectives as well, Yeah. because it's often so easy to revert back to the adjectives that they know. Exactly. And even if they have learnt the words enormous and gigantic, they'll still just use big for everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you say to them, okay, these are the more advanced ones that I want you to use today, then they can actually work them into their normal vocabulary. Right. Yeah. Any more ideas? Simon Says. Simon Says. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, and how do you play that? To review vocab, I guess. That's a great way. Like, mm -hmm. Simon Says, do this. <laughs> yeah. Simon Says, stop. Mm -hmm. Have the students do it, though. Not the we switch it. So, like, I let them choose if they want to go first or second. It yeah. also helps with pronunciation. Like, yesterday, mm -hmm. we had two words, like, watch and wash. Oh. And she was like, Simon says, wash my robe. But I thought she said, watch my robe. So I was like sitting there sitting <laughs> in a robe, and she was like, come on. <laughs>
<laughs> Lather. Come on. <laughs> That's great. A couple more. Uh, this one, you do need to bring stuff to class, but all you need is post-it notes. And with this, especially for kids, they just label the things around the room as the first activity. And they even start labeling the teacher. <laughs> so they'll write down shoes and come up and stick that post note <laughs> on your shoes and knee and come up and stick her on your knee and all this kind of stuff and label as many things as they can. Mm. But then the other thing you can do with that, because that's fun in and itself, but then you can do lots of activities with those post-its. So then you have mm. ready-made flashcards that the students have written themselves and so you know they know these. Mm. And then you can play Pictionary with them or then you can play Hot Seat with them or then you can play any of the other games that you've already set up. So they kind of lead into each other. All you've done is come in with some post-it notes and you have two or three ten-minute activities ready to go. I think that's one of the coolest things I, I've learned as a teacher is to stretch one resource as far as you can and even test yourself to see if just by bringing one thing to class. Mm -hmm. Of course, you'd make sure this would work in your planning beforehand. You wouldn't just you know, attempt it today for fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, I kind of say, I'm going to bring these post-it notes and see, okay, I could do that activity that would then morph into this activity that would then become a game mm -hmm. that then could become, yeah. Mm -hmm. Just like this idea of like bringing in those little letter tiles mm -hmm. so it could be used for boggle. What else could it be used for? What could that turn into? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you could use it with the first game with like the writing. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good. And one of the things you can do with post-its, or just with a normal piece of paper, is uh, snowball questions, where you rip the piece of paper up into six or eight different pieces, write questions on each one of them, then scrunch them up into little balls, and then the students all do the same, and then they have 15-20 seconds to just throw all the pieces of paper around each other, <laughs> then you stop, and they have 10 seconds to pick up four of them, and then they all sit back down, you open up the ones that you've got, tell the class your question and your answer. Mm -hmm. So they've done all of the work, the teacher's done nothing except for rip up some paper and give it to them. <laughs> and you can even get them to do that. Right. Easy. And you sit back Yeah, you sit relax. back and just let them go crazy. <laughs> let them tire themselves out. Yeah. Have you done that with adults? Uh, not with balling them up and throwing them at each other. <laughs> but more as in uh, they write their own cards and then I shuffle the pack and they have to pick four out yeah. of the pack. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think especially with kids' classes, when you add that element of movement mm. into what they're doing, then they forget that they're learning English and they're just playing some other game. So I've done one where it's a superlative Olympics kind of thing. And this really only works in a group, but you write on the board fastest, strongest, any number of different superlatives that you want, and then they compete amongst themselves to see who is each one of them. So for strongest, they all sit with their back to the wall and their legs bent and their arms out. It's, you could stay there the longest, <laughs> and that's the strongest person. Or for uh, fastest, you can see who can run from one side of the room to the other and then back again. Or if you have the opportunity to go outside, you can have little races. Right. And all the time, they're learning the vocabulary. Mm -hmm. They're learning all this stuff because everything's being done in English. And then at the end of it, they're saying, who was the fastest? Oh, Rob was the fastest. Who was the strongest? Oh, Rob was the strongest as well. Oh, this Rob guy, amazing. And then you keep going. And so they've learned uh, however many superlatives you wanted to teach that day. Well, hopefully this has been of use to you and you have some good activities that don't really need any preparation. 
So if you get into a situation where you have more class than activities available, at least you have something in your head, you just need some paper and a pen, most of them. Um, one thing I would ask each of you to do, you don't have to do this, but if you have the time, the opportunity, over this week or the next week, if you try any of these games in your class, could you please go onto the Facebook page and write down what you did and if it worked and if it didn't. And if it didn't work, why didn't it work? If it did work, what worked? Mm. So that all the other people who want to try these, they know what to do next. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that would help, not just us, but the other teachers as well. Definitely. If you're not on there, it is worth getting on there. Because yeah. people put new activities and mm -hmm. if you want advice or help about something and you don't have time to come to the office to speak to Jacqueline, if you put it on there, then loads of people will comment. Yeah. I think this week a couple of people have put things on there saying, do you have an activity for my teenage students? Exactly. Yes. Some people can't. Was that yours? That was, uh, it wasn't, um, I, I responded to it. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> and you also posted a game idea. Yeah. So you've been ah, very yeah, active so. on Facebook, yeah. I've noticed. Yeah, just sat at home thinking up ideas all day. Mm -hmm. No one to practice them on. <laughs>